Hello. So before we get started on this week's pod, if there's one thing I love more than Resident Evil 4, Muppet Race Mania, and Midnight Club LA, I think we all know that I love a bit of podcast admin. But in this case, it is essential podcast admin. So I've got a couple of things I need to get through. Uh, so when we recorded this podcast that you're about to listen to, uh, the session ended up taking a gargantuan amount of time. Um, so we decided with minimal news anyway we've got rid of the news this week yeah we'll be back next week um bigger stronger faster i suppose um and uh instead we've split this podcast the star wars games podcast into two so this is going to be part one and the reason i have to i have to do this podcast admin here i'm doing admin about the admin i suppose is that um it wouldn't make any sense if we just went straight into it. So here I am telling you that I'm doing some podcast admin, uh, and then this is the admin about the admin. Uh, on top of which, just want to thank Will, who joined us for this. He was an excellent guest. Check out his YouTube channel, which is uh, just go to youtube.com forward slash the geeky dad one, um, or just search geeky dad on there. Uh, I've been on it, uh, and it was absolutely fantastic. And Will was a great guest as well. So. Very excited about hearing what you think about that. Um, and one final point, uh, we did we ran out of time, basically, to go through uh, everyone's opinions on the Star Wars games. Uh, so what we'll do is I will throw that in in an extra bit at the end. Anyway, that's that. Enjoy part one of the pod, and we'll be back for part two, uh, where I will do a similar intro. More admin there. Enjoy, anyway. And Duncan, please stop talking over the intro music. Hang on, okay, don't Duncan. sing over the top of it, Duncan, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, okay, let's try that again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Well, it's the cantina music from Star Wars, which can mean only one thing. Finally, we've gotten round to the Star Wars video games podcast. Now, I've really been looking forward to this one, and so have my co-hosts and our special guest. So let's do the co-host first. Dan, hello. Hello, I fucked up the fade in. You did. Fade out. You did really badly, but that's okay. (laughs) We're not going to hold it against you. Duncan, our man up in the kinky kitchen. How are you, my friend? (laughs) I've really enjoyed that. I'm good. Excellent. Thank you. And very, very special guest, Will from the Geeky Dad podcast on YouTube. How are you, Will? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Oh, mate, it's going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about Star Wars video games, which is a subject very close to, I think, all of our hearts. So, to no further ado, I'm going to hand over to Dan. Right, how are we going to do this? We're going to go year by year. All right, this is this what? is life admin that we should have sorted out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's just go year by year. No, 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 no. no. I'm explaining it to, to explain to everyone as well. We're going to go year by year, and we'll, we'll we'll mention the games that were released in the year. Love and it. And then 
we'll talk about whichever games you want to talk about within those years. Love it. Booyakasha. Okay. So we're starting in nineteen eight in the nineteen eighties. This is more of a decade actually. So the following was released in the nineteen eighties. The nineteen eighties, that was over a hundred years ago. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back which was released on the Atari 2600. Um, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, Death Star Battle. Star Wars Jedi Arena. Star Wars the arcade game. Do I need to keep saying Star Wars? That's the question. Uh, Return of the Jedi, The Empire Strikes Back, and Droids Escape from Aaron. Is, was that all one game? or was yeah. that? No, that was, those were different games. Wow. Anyone played wasn't any the of Death, Wasn't the Death Star Battle one, like the arcade where you sat down and uh, you did the trench run? Uh, it was just Star Wars Arcade, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Oh, was it? I loved yeah. Star Wars Arcade. That was great. Yeah, it's great. Anyone play that? It's great. Yeah. Okay, so the 1980s, nothing, no? I I probably I probably played the arcade, the yeah. arcade version, in fact, but, but not in the 1980s. I definitely played it when it was in that Game On exhibition. Yeah. Yeah? Did yes. you actually, uh, you went to that, did you? I did. I've been several times. It's awesome. Oh, interesting. What I really like is that most of the time I go to Game On, there's loads of kids around the Halo um, exhibit, mm. and they're all like sort of 12 years old. And because I've been playing Halo most of my life, I just rock up <laughs> and kill them all, and then just leave <laughs> like a mysterious man. I like to think I'm like the milk tray man. I just sort of swing in and swing out, but I think they must just think like, who the fuck is that old, <laughs> that old douchebag? <laughs> Came in, killed us, teabagged us, and left. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, not really, but virtually, you know, like in the game. Anyway. Should we get to the 90s then? Let's go to the 90s. Okay, so 1991. What yeah. some people have referred to as the classic era of Star Wars games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of these games, some of these years are, we'll be going into in, in more depth than others, I think is fair to say. So 1991, we have Attack on the Death Star. Okay. We have Star Wars. Uh uh, Does it say what system these are for? Yeah, so this one was released for, for the NES. Um, and then we have Empire Strikes Back, which was the same. Okay, so well, that's 91. Of those. Yeah. So I played the versions that ended up on the Game Boy. Oh, okay. Of Empire Strikes Back yeah, and yeah. Star Wars. Because, sure. of course, in the years after, you have things like the, uh, the SNES versions, don't you? Super Star Wars and we'll get to Super, them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Will played any of them? Uh, I have not. No, so I think... No, nor have I. <laughs> I might thin this out when it comes to the edit. Um, so then 1992, Super Star Wars. I remember playing this. I remember playing this. And I remember being blown away and wishing I had a Super Nintendo rather than my Mega Drive. I remember playing it and being incredibly frustrated by just how fucking difficult it was. Yes, yes. It was so hard. And as I was as such a big fan of Star Wars, I was so disappointed that I was so shite at the game. <laughs> I was I was also not very good. Anyone else play Super Star Wars? Um, possibly the whole because they did released a, a Star Wars game every year on the SNES, mm. and I can't remember which one I've played. I definitely played one of them. Th- that was they my... had Super Empire Strikes Back and then Super Return of the Jedi as well, but I can't remember which I played. But you're right, they were rock hard, all three of them. Really, really hard. Difficulty curves like fucking Everest. Yeah, it's, uh, all of a sudden. Uh, everyone's at Glastonbury and my tweets are going crazy. Um, <laughs> so then 1993, here we go. Uh, Star Wars X-Wing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Complete with Imperial Pursuit expansion and B-Wing expansion as well. Bloody hell. Uh, Star Wars Rebel Assault. Super Star Wars. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's talk about X-Wing. You want, you want to just go... Okay, let's let's so, talk about X-Wing for a moment. I mean, I, let's just take a quick straw poll here. Yeah. 
receiving wounded from the bridge. I can still remember the one of the first. It was that was also actually quite a tough game. Tie Fighter in comparison, and we'll talk about it later, is a lot easier than the first couple of missions of X-wing are bitching hard. Yeah, X-Wing was a really tough game, but it was the it was the one that when it arrived, it was like, oh my god, I'm literally going to be like Luke Skywalker. I'm going to be flying an X-Wing and you know killing shit, and it's going to be amazing. And you know, oh my god, you know, and getting to fly those ships that you've been watching on Star Wars films ever since you were a wee wee lad. Um, it was just it was just amazing. I just absolutely sank hours of my life into it. It was the first game that I bought a joystick for. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I would have played on joystick prior to that. That might have been the reason I got a joystick as well. I remember being blown away that, yeah, you get to fly an X-Wing, which is like up until that point was kind of all I wanted to do in a video game. So, yeah. And being in that situation and, and being utterly in awe of how fast TIE fighters were. Mm. You know, they looked fast in the films, but in X-Wing, they, were, they just came screaming at you, um, you know, out of the blackness of space. It was absolutely amazing. Duncan, do you, do you feel the same about X-Wing? Yeah, yes. Um, it was the, the fact that you also could manage your shields. And you're like, okay, well, I've got to balance that with that and... Oh, oh my god, uh, I'm losing. And I was really excited because I always loved A-Wings. And playing an A-Wing, I was like, yes, right, I now can show those uh, uh, TIE Fighters. And then you just get still mullered yeah. uh, somehow because your shields are a wee bit weaker, but you're just super fast. But yeah, it was the most frustrating one to f- fly was the Y-Wing. Yeah. Yes. They were slow, but they had, yeah. They, they, they were, I, I enjoyed They were slow but tough, hmm. but... Because they were slow, I, well, I just sucked, obviously. I just got destroyed in the Y-Wing most of the time. It took a while, any of the Y-Wing oh, missions. I'm sure but yeah, it was... Yeah. Will, you played X-Wing, I would imagine? I have played X-Wing, and um, I might have a quite heretical opinion about it. Okay. Um, I was not particularly old when it first came out, and yeah. I just couldn't get on board with the whole simulation aspect of it. Yeah. Um. Prior to that, I'd been playing a lot of uh, games like Wing Commander, which are much more arcadey. And I think I had expected it to be the same, but Star Wars, and it wasn't. It was much more complicated than uh, than that. So I never really gave it the time of day, and I went and found something easier <laughs> to, to play. Do you know what? I am absolutely the inverse on that. I played I, and absolutely loved the Wing Commander games. I loved the the story, and I loved it, especially when Mark Hamill... <laughs> which is a nice segue there, became Christopher Blair, um, you know, in the heart of the tiger in the third game. Um, But I always found it lacking. I was was like, I just don't feel like I'm in charge of a powerful fighter. I just feel like I'm kind of playing. I I just was like, ah, it's all a bit arcadey. And when X-Men came out, I was like, oh my God, I literally feel like I'm, I think it might be because my dad is involved in the RAF and all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, that sort of military stuff, the kind of more complex side of it, I think sort of resonates quite with me. And I was like, oh man, I literally feel like I'm in charge of this airframe. Um, so yeah, I kind of went the other way, but I'm a big fan of Wing Commander. Fucking absolutely love those games. I just think it's just because I was under 10. So mm-hmm. I just didn't, it's just too complicated for my young mind to, to handle. I think if I, I have, well, not X-Wing. I've revisited uh, some of the older games, which uh, run slightly better. Yes. They are under, I've got a, a better appreciation for what they were, but at the time, I was, I think, just a bit too young for it. 
Well, well, later on, they released them with the engine they used for X-Wing versus TIE Fighter as well, didn't they? They released mm. they did, yeah. TIE Fighter. Yeah. Which, Far more accessible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But there are purists out there who absolutely love, you know, who actually buy, you know, 486, um, you know, or 386s mm. to actually play these games on, like how, how nature intended them to be played. <laughs> you know, with terrible MIDI music. Well. and. <laughs> With a boot disc. Well, yeah, with boot discs and all, all sorts of stuff like that, yeah. It's the way to do it. It's um, the way to do it. So where else? Where were we? X-Wing, Star Wars Rebel Assault. Now, I remember I this. That. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah. Uh, you played Rookie One. Yep. <laughs> and that was the name of your character. Come mm-hmm. on, Rookie One. We're heading in. Even when you were doing things that were like, seriously, not the stuff that a rookie would do, you were still Rookie One. Yeah. Um, and it was... The first one was the one which culminated with the run on the Death Star, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it was all kind of set pieces. Every mission was a set piece, but in a, you know, so there were variety, wasn't there? With like, there was a first person shooter bit. There was a flying your plane around bit. There was a, like, kind of, you know, um, on a rail shooter bits and stuff like that. It was all just kind of variety, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a bit more. Um I suppose this would would have been a bit more acceptable. Did you play this one, Will? A bit acceptable, a, a little bit more <laughs> inclusive. Sorry, I did. Yeah. I did play this one, and yeah. uh, you are you are correct. I did enjoy it more. Mm. I, I remember because I played X Wing, and then I just wanted, wanted more Star Wars games. And yeah, and I just went and got this. PC. What was Rebel Assault on? It was on PC as well. Yeah, PC. Yeah, mm. PC. Followed by a uh, massively inferior sequel, but. More production value went into it, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. What's interesting is, like, you, you think about uh, game release schedules nowadays, and there was a Super Star Wars game ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. So there's one released every year, and you can't imagine the, the uproar that there would be if that was nowadays. Exciting times, yeah, definitely. Um, but again, as we said, as rock hard as its yeah. predecessor. Yeah, definitely. I, I, those and Street Fighter made me want a Super Nintendo. Yeah, and I was I was very jealous of my friend who had one. I just went back to Kid uh, Chameleon. Those were those were the console wars. Yeah, back then, <laughs> them's was the console wars. Them's, them's yeah. we saw some shit back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Wars Arcade was released that year as well, nineteen ninety three. Woo! So we've mentioned that already. But uh, anyone got anything to add about it? I remember that was very hard. Yeah, especially trying to fly a speeder bike through Endor when you've just stuck a few quid in it. I remember seeing it on TV, I think, but I don't remember playing it. I remember seeing it in a book. Yeah. I remember seeing it on a parchment. I found it a cave. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, as, as was the, the way in the day. Okay. Guys, Will, Duncan, did you, did yeah. you play this? No. Uh, well, in uh, the arcades. Well, or ever. Or as in Dan's case, did you read about it in a book? <laughs> um, and I used to play... The Star Wars game, well, I can't remember which one, but the one in the arcade, yeah. Um, but mm. money, it just used to crash quite a lot. Yeah, I just you? was rubbish. But it was good fun. I was just because I love Star Wars, it was just the opportunity. But I never had enough pocket money to sort of really. It was just like how I normally start a computer game, really rubbish, and it took me a few attempts to get into it. But by then, I, I didn't have the money, so. Mm. I didn't really play much of it. I didn't get very far. As Jesse just, J it, said, it it's most... all about the money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. Um, Will, did you play it? 
Uh, not this one. I played the earlier one. Oh, really? Um, I played the the one from the eighties arcade. Yeah. So the the one that's um, like uh, ve- is it vector graphics. That's right. Yeah, Just yeah, outline yeah. outlines of stuff. I played that one. Oh, I don't really? Think I played this one. Awesome. I quite like that. That yeah. was that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, but of course, Will, you know, back then it was acceptable in the 80s. Indeed. Why are you just quoting bad pop stars? I'm just trying something, Dan. <laughs> like I said, one of us has to be trying something new each podcast. Okay. Can't just be stuck in our ways forever. Um, also released this year, um, with the success of Battle Chess, we got Star Wars Chess. <laughs> I remember Tomo, I think, had that. Well, Tomo had a... It was, I played X-Wing around my neighbours because he had it. Hmm. Uh, and he, I think he got this and... Um, yeah, well, neither of us had the patience for chess. And though we thought it'd be really cool, we still didn't have the patience for chess. And mm. so, funny enough, I suck at chess. So Yeah, I'm terrible at chess. <laughs> um, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I know, it's really exciting, but some of us have to try and uh, add some content, you know, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, 1994, then. Uh, Star Wars X-Wing Collector's CD-ROM. Which was a remake, apparently. So that was one with voice acting. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Wars, Super Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Okay. And we got Star Wars Tie Fighter in 1994 <sighs> as well. Once what again, a another game. quick turnaround, wasn't it? What a game! So Tie Fighter had a bit more story to it than X Wing did, and there's a couple of things they changed. I remember the thing that I was most impressed with was the match speed button. Like that was yeah. so yeah. handy. Really so handy useful. in those games. Can we remember? And so, did we all play this? I I got it as a birthday present. Mm. I, it was one of the most exciting things I birthday presents I ever got. And um, we, I mean, because we had an Amiga, so we had a joystick for that. But I I went through a couple of joysticks. I used to break joysticks all the time, and for this one, I actually did break a joystick and ended up having to finish the game using a mouse. And trying to spin a Tie Fighter around with a mouse is quite very uh, very hard. I know it's not exciting. I remember it was six discs. We needed a, a blooming boot disc. It was a great storyline because there was treachery. There was um, you, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn um, was the coolest character, and um, you got sort of inducted into the Emperor's kind of In circle. A circle. Here's here's a little bit of trivia. Who can remember what the name of the uh, traitorous admiral is? Harkov. I thought it was Admiral. Zarin. Admiral Zarin. Uh, the first one is Harkov, and then the late, later one is the guy in charge of tech and science. I think is, that's Zarin. Yeah. But there is one. That, the first one is Harkov. Oh, fair dues. Um, Will, TIE Fighter. Yes. Love it? Hate it? Was it good? What did uh, you think? Um, it's, I, I have a similar problem to TIE Fighter that I had to X-Wing. Oh, and come on, Will, really you're until... killing me. <laughs> it wasn't really until the TIE Fighter versus X-Wing that uh, my head was turned, really. Ah, but I have to say, we are coming on to some pretty good Star Wars games, aren't we? The more, the more people that we sort of get through the 90s, I'm like, oh my God, I know what's just around the corner, like X-Wing Alliance is just around the corner and some, shit like that. Some like, of these, so good. Some of the years, I was, I was in a coffee shop earlier trying to prepare for this, like, just like... And the the, the, uh, the later you get through the 90s, there's like this definite pinnacle. So I suppose we should move to 1995 then. Can we just quickly, just quickly, quickly, just on TIE Fighter, can we remember the list of TIE Fighters that you get to fly? So, so it's TIE Fighter. Yep, TIE Bomber. 
TIE bomber. TIE advance. TIE interceptor. The interceptor. TIE advance. Yeah. Uh, assault shuttle. Yeah. The assault shuttle. And there's the gunboat. TIE defender. Yeah, and TIE defender. The defender. Yeah. And that's it. Is it all I eight? Think so. I think so. Missile yeah. boat, gunboat, assault shuttle. So it's yeah. nine. nine. Nine fighters. I know. Very cool. Is it? Oh, it's just the gunboat. It's not the assault shuttle. Gunboat and then gunboat and then the missile boat is the the last one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Got, All right. Awesome. The, We're good. We're nerds. There was. Uh, I just remember the one mission where you do have to try and disable. It's not the Millennium Falcon, but it's the. It's the same kind of transport, and that you are in one of the slowest vessels, but because it's got the iron cannons, you can sort of do it. But you really have to time it and you drain everything just to just mm. about keep up to stop it going a YT I, I, play, I spent a lot of hours because it was the first one we had in the house where I didn't have to play in an arcade I didn't have to go around someone's house to play a Star Wars game it was exciting exciting right nice. moving along so 1995 mm. uh, we're going to ignore the LucasArts archive collections because that's not relevant two big games came out in 1995 so we'll start with Star Wars Rebel Assault 2 Yep. Want to talk about that? I mean, I liked Star Wars Rebel Assault 2, but I play this one. it was not as exciting to play as the very first one. It was bad FMV with bad acting, a terrible Darth Vader, and uh, the only thing that I think I remember being quite cool about it was the fact that it had, like, stealth ties that we, could... Um, stealth TIE fighters that could sort of disappear and shift in and out. More on bad FMV very soon. As I well. know, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was good. It had some moments, but it was a bit like it was a bit lackluster. Mm. Like nothing had moved on, apart from the FMV and the acting was just yeah. as bad. Play this one, Will? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't oh, either. you're missing out. You can get it on GOG.com. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> Cheapest or, chips, or, mate. Or you know, download it as an emulator. You know, you know, from a source. I'm sure. <laughs> You know. Look who's getting edgy all of a sudden. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Emulate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing to say anything. Yeah. Uh, Duncan, did you play this one? Nope. Okay, so next up in 1995, Star Wars Dark Forces. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is the one, wasn't it? Oh it my was God, so cool. Was, with, I think you described it, Will, as, as Doom, but, but with Star Wars. Like well, when I was on the thing. Yeah. It's essentially what it was. It was exactly, built on the yeah. Doom engine, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And that's. But it was cool. I, yeah, that was amazing. I, I actually got this one before it was released over here because my uh, uncle and aunt were in the US. And so I asked for it from the US. So we got it sent over. That's awesome. And that's because I knew it was coming out. I was so excited. Uh, and I just got way too excited. It did some really cool stuff with the Doom engine. It, it, it enabled you to jump, uh, crouch. It also was able to do stuff like holograms, wasn't it? So in the very mm. first mission where you have to steal the Death Star plans, which, by the way, is something I'm quite unhappy has been retconned out of um, Star Wars lore because for a long time, um, before the new Star Wars film started coming out, Operation Skyhook, that first mission in dark forces where Kyle Katarn steals the death star plans that was that was it that was that was law you know it was Kyle Katarn stole them sent them through to uh princess leia on the blockade runner and that was that was how it went um but yeah they they in that base you go downstairs and there is a green hologrammatic projection of the death star so they really pushed the boundaries of what that engine was capable of to create fantastic and it had like mission structures you had objectives you had things to do 
And uh, yeah, it was very cool. It was just like, you know, I don't know, it was just considering we come off the back of Doom to suddenly have something like Dark Forces, which used a license like that so well, was just a, to use a poncy word, a revelation. Yeah, definitely. Well, fan of Dark Forces? I'm a big fan of Dark Forces. Um, although I always get stuck at the bit where there's a, um, you're in the sewers and you, you see like a, the, the eye pop up out of the sewer. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> and that always, well, that did freak me out when I was uh, younger and that's always where I got stuck and that's my, uh, my old man to help me out. Yeah, I always um, get freaked out by that as well. I, I was the same. I would spend ages just sat there sort of waiting for it to and just spend ages shooting all the swamp monsters and then sewer monsters and then realise later on that actually the easiest thing to do is just run through that bit. It was really difficult, that one, because you had to open a bunch of... Um, you had to open, firstly, a bunch of sewer shutters in the right order to get yourself through because otherwise you'd find yourself just dumped out at the very start of the level again. And then later on, there's a bit where you have to... As, Correct me if I'm wrong, but to get you're looking for a weapons specialist, aren't you? In that one, who's hiding in the yeah. sewers, Moff Rebus, I think his name is, or something like that. And he, it's it's one of those typical things where you step onto a platform and it starts to go down, and then all of the platforms start to go down. And you have to basically just peg it along all these platforms to get to the very end. And if you miss it, that's it. You can't you can't get back up again. So like you literally spend all that time trying to get through to that point, and then. That's it. Done. You have to kill yourself <laughs> to start again. <laughs> the one that always sticks out for me, though, is the assault on uh, Coruscant, where you have to open the vault. Do you guys remember that puzzle? Yeah, and then you get you end up. Uh, yes, the the vault was horrendous, and you face uh, Dark Trooper, and then you face Boba Fett. That's the one. That's the one. And Boba remember. Fett was so hard because he just empty rockets onto your ass. Yeah, he was a proper spammy boss. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he, was, he was like literally like a damage soak. He just, oh, he was awful. Because it was a, I mean, that was a tough mission. Like, you're in the Imperial Center and Coruscant, and it's like, I mean, you are, you are fucking, like, like, under fire all the time, trying to infiltrate one of the most, like, protected areas um, to get through that fucking vault. So you've got that, you've got the frustration of trying to open that bloody vault up. And then, once you get back to ship, you have to fight your way all the way back, only to find, like, a fucking awful boss waiting for you. It's so unfair. I literally would flip the table if it wasn't my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, it's worth mentioning this is our introduction in the Star Wars games to Kyle Katarn as well. Oh. Right? Have you done anything else before this, was he? No, no, no. This no, is no, it. No. I think he was in a book yeah. around the same time as well, but I don't know whether the book came out before... And they made the game from that, or whether yeah. the book the book came out at exactly the same time as a support yeah. support literature. Yeah, but what a great yeah. character! And every time the officers or you were spotted, uh, you, okay, it was a limited dialogue, but it was just great when you go rebels, hold and yeah, freeze rebel, rebel scum. scum. Yeah. Um, here's here's a, here's a, a fact a factoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who says you rebel scum in the Star Wars films used to come in my shop. Oh, you rebel scum! And he's—I think he's lived off of that since 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 he said it in a film. So, Dude, some yeah. of the guys that played stormtroopers, like the third stormtrooper on the left, yeah. like make a living at comic cons exactly, like, yeah. all the time. Like that'll be five pounds for an autograph. I, I'm this one here with the red arrow above me, and I was like, yeah. "What? <laughs> I'm not giving you a five pound note. I want I want Vicky Michelle's." <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Renee. <laughs> yes, I'll have her autograph, thank you. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, at some point, I'm going to take you to a proper convention, Tom. Yeah. I like the ones in what in like the like <laughs> seedy little like horrible places around the. You walk into a small gymnasium. Come to <laughs> come to London Film and Comic Con with me, and we'll meet Val Kilmer together. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, it'll be yeah okay. You can pay though. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not going to be cheap. Oh my god, you put on weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's very mean of you, Val. What are you saying to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Val, Val. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's 1995. Was Dark Forces and Rebel Assault two. Patak, put, put, patak, put, fucking hell. I don't know. I, I was going to say potentially a high watermark. Yes, definitely. Uh, 1996 probably doesn't live up to it. Um, you've got the LucasArts Archives Volume 2, which features a load of Star Wars games. Yeah, because the first one was so good. Yeah, yeah. Here's another volume. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Now, this was N64. Uh, was it? Shadows of the Empire? Yeah. Yes, it was. I, I get confused. Yes, I never had an N64, yeah. so yeah. Sure. You play it? Uh, I, yes, I played it. I'm sorry, I, I just feel like I'm talking the whole time, so I didn't want to sort of start in on that one. So I was going to hand it over to the boys. Yep. And this is a third-person game, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, I think I played this one. You play sort of Kyle Katarn 2 called, and I'm not <laughs> kidding, Dash Render. Dash Render, you said it like Dash Render, Dash, dash Render, Rendar. or Rendar, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who had a very cool ship, I will say, called yeah. the Outrider. I think it was called. He was, yeah. And Dash Render was a, was a decent character as well. Yeah. Did you Did you play it well? I did play it. I think I played it on DOS. Um, oh, nice. It was all right. It wasn't uh, the best Star Wars experience, but it mm. equally wasn't a terrible Star Wars experience. It had, it had its good moments, but there's also I remember some of the. Um, Bike sections were particularly crap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the ones. Yeah, the um, the what is it, speeder bike or, sc- or scooter yeah. bike? I can't remember what he called it. Yeah, they were fucking hard as nails. But yeah, swoop it was the bikes, third swoop bikes. That's it. Um, it was the it was against a villain called Prince Zixor or Skizor or something like that. I can't remember. He was like a lizardy thing. I all I remember is is I had more fun reading the novelization, <laughs> the actual book <laughs> Shadows of the Empire, than I did playing it. Nice. I never played it, so uh, all I know is Dash Rendar is considered one of those, one of those characters that uh, that is a fan favorite along with Karl Katan. Yeah, that is sorely missed since the uh, Disneyfication of of well, Star Wars films. I don't know. I mean, Shadows of the Empire was a was one of those classic console games that came out. You know, it was it was it was always destined to, to I think to be a single platform game it was made, it was built for the N64 yeah. and then I think PC players kicked up enough of a fuss that LucasArts were like huh I think everyone's going to get really pissed off if we don't put this on and just imagine the sales cha-ching and then they they sold it on yeah. on DOS as well because I mean I remember getting hold of a copy of it when I was at university so like in 2001 2002 mm. that was when I played Shadows of the Empire on PC it may very well have been out for a lot longer before that possibly Duncan, did you play this? Uh, nope. Okay, cool. Right, so we are moving along. We are on to. Uh, if I just close it, no, I haven't. We are on to 1997 when uh, Jedi Knight: Dark Forces 2 was released. Oh. Love this game. Oh my god, I love everything about oh. this game. Like the FMV was terrible, but I didn't care. It was still cool to see. It wasn't that it was terrible. It was just jarring when you went to like the actual gameplay. Yeah. 
you know when when you see cutscenes nowadays and it goes to the game like oh i'm playing now am i okay that's very good that they've, they've uh, seamlessly woven this into the story yeah and with this it was here's carl katan here's an actor playing carl katan here's carl katan now you're carl katan go Oh, that's hard to tell, really, isn't it? The difference. Yeah. Well, moving from a polygon box head <laughs> to um, oh, there's an actor. Um, I have to say, personally, this is one of my favourite Star Wars games. Yeah, same. I'm guessing you're a fan of this as well, then, Will. Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that you've gone from uh, Dark Force to this one, where you could actually wield a lightsaber, was oh my god, yes, incredible. Yeah, and actually use force powers that felt yeah. elemental and sort of choose whether you go more when you go light or uh dark yeah yeah that was by massacring civilians or not massacring civilians (laughs) yeah and i just just remember playing well i didn't have it but tomo did and we played quite a lot of it and um that was that was a lot of fun just you oh actually again funny enough i sucked at it quite a lot of the time because i couldn't always use I just wanted to use the lightsaber to block shots and somehow I still managed to get shot quite a lot. (laughs) The one that made me realise that I was playing something incredibly special was that one where you get thrown back into the ship in the Valley of the Jedi. Yeah. And it starts, it's the one that starts plummeting into the bottom of the valley. And, you know, the walls become floors, the floors become ceilings, the, you, you end up having to traverse a lift shaft, as the, you know, under, under a time limit to try and get to the Mouldy Crow, I think it was back then, before the yeah. Raven's Claw of the yeah. later games. Sorry, and um, yeah, when eventually you get there, you end up getting into the Mouldy Crow, flying down to the, to the, valley, uh, the valley floor, and then having an epic lightsaber battle at the crash site with uh i think she's called saris or yes. sarin yeah saris? the the right hand lady yeah the lady jerick's right hand lady yeah is it saris yeah and i always remember that the the jedi master um who gives you the lightsaber always sort of narrates an introduction mm. to the to the you know like one of them is like to the one called more yeah. And, you know, half already lost half his body held together by pure hate and something like that. Is that the guy that floated? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. I just I just remember that mission, that one where you're plummeting down to the bottom and, and it's just panic, 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 panic. You don't feel powerful. No. Uh, I just remember it was, it was absolutely superb. And actually having jewels, lightsaber jewels. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, with the one of those that sticks in my mind is um, the, the, the big guy and the little guy. Yeah, and the big guy being really easy to kill, and then the little guy being just nigh on impossible. Gork and Pick, that's the ones. Yeah, good lord, Tom. Yeah, yeah, them's the ones where um, I played this game to fucking death. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I played it a couple of times. Definitely, I, I just loved the experience though, um, and the the opening scene where it's what's the the droid in it called? Eighty eighty eight, eighty eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 evil droid in it, and when you're just trying to chase him down. And then, like it, it cuts to obviously you're you're running through. I'm assuming it's set on Coruscant. It's Narshadar. Is it Narshad? Oh, of course, yeah, it's yeah, Narshadar, yeah, yeah. Narshadar, yeah, yeah. That's fun. And then you get in the fist fights with the yeah. different characters. And eventually, um, you, the only thing you're trying to find is 8088's head. Yes, yes. <laughs> you decapitate him, and then like it falls down to a landing pad. Definitely a very cool character. But um, um, so yeah, Dark Forces Two, big fans. Then I'm guessing. Oh, big fans! Definitely. Yeah, definitely, big fans. Yeah, I didn't play it actually a lot at the time, but uh, yes, I I loved it when did, I did get a chance. It was 
it was very exciting. Excellent. Right. Did anyone play on the PlayStation Star Wars Masters of Terrace Cassie? No. No. Me neither. Even at the PlayStation. I'd managed to put it out of my mind until someone mentioned it in the comments, which we'll get to later. I believe I read about it, but Hmm. never played it. So it was a fighting game, right? Okay. Um, Where, yeah, it was was just with, with the basic characters from Star Wars and you, you had fights with them. You were a hero of Terracassi or whatever it was? Yeah, I'm guessing so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about this game. Yeah. Awesome! Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, then we have X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Awesome. New engine. Awesome. Showed it off, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, this is the one you played then, was it, Will? This is the one, yeah, that yeah. Uh, hooked me into the whole uh, X-Wing's tie, TIE Fighter universe. Yeah. Um, I think, A, I was older... B, it looked better. It looked amazing. Uh, it, it was just a bit, a bit more approachable. And uh, so, yeah, this is the one that hooked me in. I remember being incredibly impressed by the scale of things in this. The other versions like X-Wing and TIE Fighter had not really gotten across, for me, the scale of things like Imperial Star Destroyers. I remember X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was the one that had, like, the dreadnought-sized ships, like the, um, you know, really crazy looking mm. star destroyers and stuff like that and everything just being so big it was just epic i remember the graphics being so sharp and it was also one of the, uh well i think with dark force 2 you could play online but this one you could play co-op mm. uh online and again i didn't have it um but my friend tomo my neighbor he did and he had a uh, we had it set up so we could play it across his his dad was a is a genius in computer and network and we actually played it it was the first time properly played a game like that over a network and he, it was just the best i can't remember which mission we played but he and i flew together it was just a moment I remember and it was just because it was so sharp i remember being very jealous of when you had this and then uh, telling my parents that i needed it basically um and then yeah, it, it it was so much more precise than X-Wing and TIE Fighter. That was the thing that, that, that springs to mind. So, like, it, it felt more of an experience of actually flying an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter. I completely agree, Will. It was, this is the one that that made me realise that, that those games were great and I played a ton of them, but this was the one that, that really felt like a proper Star Wars experience. And you look at the fact this came out the same year as Dark Forces 2, it's a heck of a year. Oh, heck of a year. And obviously Masters of Terrace Cassie. I mean, I referred to 95 as yeah. a high watermark yeah. with Dark... No, 94 was it? Yeah. Whenever Dark Force came out. This, you know, the, the tide rolled back for a year and then it went back again to the One, high watermark. So I must have been really into it at this point because I remember Star Wars Yoda stories coming out and thinking, I really want that and then never getting it. No, I never got it either. But I remember see, just seeing like clips of it. I remember being morbidly curious about what it was, yeah. and then thinking, and then seeing some stuff on. I, I picked up the box in W. Smith's yeah. a couple of times, and always looked at the back of it and thought, eh, "Nah, I got to leave it. I got to leave it." Anyone play Yoda stories? Nope. No, nope. same. It looks a bit Zelda-y, Is the overwhelming feeling? Oh, it's yeah. not. No. No. Watch, um, if you want to see a good, um, I don't know if anyone's done a podcast or anything, but there's a guy, uh, LGR, that's okay. a really good um, Lazy Game Love. Reviews. 
love LGR. Yeah, me too. He he's got I think a review of Yoda stories on there. If you really want to find out what it's like, just watch that. Okay. He's okay. I mean he's hilarious and he sounds exactly like Duke Nukem. Mm. <laughs> he does. He even voiced Duke Nukem in uh, some non Duke Nukem aff- uh, affiliated games. Kick I believe. Ass, kick ass. <laughs> he's so he's, what a lucky motherfucker to sound like that. <laughs> right. So we're on to nineteen ninety eight now. Mm. Uh, Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith, which was a standalone DLC, I believe. It was standalone, yeah. Yeah. Um and, and then, it was really good. Yeah, that was Mara Jade, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Who for some reason was being uh she was Kyle Katan's apprentice. Yeah. Which I don't think is is canon. Well, Not anymore. Canon anyways, None so, of that yeah. stuff is canon. Um, Star Wars Rebellion was the was that the strategy? Game? It was a very in depth strategy game. Yeah, yeah, like really in depth. Yeah. It wasn't even like sort of risk level. It was like well beyond that. It was like almost kind of like a civilization kind of hmm. in depth statistical management sort of. Yeah. Well, it was it was mental. Um, did everyone play Mysteries of the Sith, by the way, going back to that one? I uh, don't believe I did play Mysteries of the Sith. That's really good. Oh, you missed out, mate. Oh. Seriously, if you, you, you can pick it up again on GOG.com. Yeah. It's really worth playing. It's a good story. Yeah. I'll add it to the list. Some, <laughs> some really, really great levels. Uh, Rebellion. I'm going to play Rebellion. I, 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 I borrowed it off a of mate. I loaded it up. I played it for probably about 25 minutes, trying with every fibre of my being to work out what the fuck was going on, and then I stopped playing and gave it back to him and was like, thanks, I really enjoyed it, bye. <laughs> so then we had Star Wars Droid Works. I don't remember this. No. This was to coincide with the prequels, I yes, believe. Yes, I believe so, yeah. And it sense. was because of the success of the pit droids. Everyone loved the pit droids. Well, this is... Pre the prequels. Oh, this is pre the prequels. Just oh, about. Yeah. Well, which one am I thinking of then? I don't know. Maybe there's another one, but maybe that's actually Star yeah. Wars Pit Droids. It is. Which is a, <laughs> okay. Next year. Yeah. I don't know them. Is Droid Works one of those like activity kind of things yeah. for kids where they can build a droid? And, I, th- yeah. I think think you're right. It's one of those ones where you get a selection of parts and you can build your own droids and attempt it to do very menial tasks. Yes, yeah. the one. Yeah. Make me there. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I do if I had a droid. With Make that. me. Dinner. <laughs> That's what you'd do if you had a droid. Yes. Okay. I'd all kinds of stuff. <laughs> what? Like what? Nothing, what are you gonna do nothing with the droid? Like what you're thinking. No, I'm no. saying well what would you do then? I'd all kinds Change of my tires. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fix my car. There yeah, we go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Give me piggyback to work. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Build me a jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. Loads of stuff droids can do. Cool. Yeah. And those uh, are just some some, some of the yeah. things. Uh, okay, so Star Wars Rogue Squadron. <laughs> oh, oh. Now, now, as someone who likes arcadey stuff, Will, this must have been right up your alley. You have got me pegged completely. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I love this game. It yep. was brilliant. Um, you, yeah, I couldn't get enough of it. I've, I still play it to this day. Me too. And uh, yeah, even even the crappy escort missions, which every game of the era seemed to have. Yes. We're good. I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was basic. The the combat was basic. The controls were basic, but the fun was never ending. I just remember it being one of those games that you would start playing, and it's always a good sign when you have one of those. I'm just going to play for half an hour, and it's six o'clock in the morning, and I've got to get up to you know to go to work or whatever or go to school in a couple of hours. Shit. Um, it, I, I just lost 
so much time and it really made you feel like a member of the rogues it was brilliant yeah, it was indeed. so good the score was perfect the graphics even for the time were brilliant mm. and it was a proper killer app for um the gamecube wasn't it n64 i think oh, oh sorry yeah, n64 I, I played, certainly played on the n64 yeah, yeah. and it was the second one which was in uh, gamecube yes been then. yes uh, rogue something else Yes, Rogue Squadron Two. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue Two. I, mean, I, I, I played Rogue Squadron a wee bit later because mm-hmm. um, f- uh, housemate at uni got a, uh, picked up a cheap N sixty four, and funny enough, he got Rogue Squadron, and we we all had a good good go at it. It was um, then we s- decided we probably should try and focus doing working uh finishing our degrees and doing well but it, yeah i just remember it being i can't remember which missions were my favorite but it was it was nice to play such a good star wars game again because by that point i had actually sort of not been able to uh play any star wars games were you beginning to lose the faith a little bit no it, the our pc at home wasn't powerful enough to support a lot of the games coming out um and uh i don't remember that many necessarily always on uh playstation so um yeah i it wasn't i had lost faith it was just i wasn't necessarily able to get the game and play it so this was a nice change yep definitely definitely i i say that um i've got something to confess <clears throat> i never played this get out <laughs> i didn't have an n64 <laughs> So I never played this. Uh, also uh, released, you had the Star Wars uh, X-Wing Collector Series, which was um, them going back, LucasArts going back and remaking the, the X-Wing and TIE Fighter games in the X-Wing and TIE Fighter versus TIE Fighter engine, which I think is, is how a lot of people got into X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Yes. Like X-Wing and the TIE Fighter yeah. games as well, so... Yeah, yep. yeah, and it was. I mean, for, to be fair, as fans, of the, as a fan of the series and having played all the originals, it was such a welcome. Mm. It was a really nice example of uh, of a developer going back and going. Do you know all that stuff that we made back then? This is now the best we can make it. Yeah, like this is almost like we're able to make what we wanted to make back then. Now it was. It was so wonderful. And it's like EA has just seamlessly carried on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they've never lost that ethic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lucas Art Archive Volume Four. Oh my god! <laughs> it's literally the bad fart in the elevator uh, that just uh, won't go away. We got Star Wars Trilogy Arcade as well, so I'd imagine that's just what it says in the title. Yeah, well, Nineteen ninety nine. Ready? Wow! Uh, Star Wars X Wing Alliance. What a game! Yes, like the, the, the pinnacle, wasn't it? Really? Come on! I mean, everyone. We, I mean, should we? I mean, it was such a good game. <laughs> Honestly, it was so so good. Like, just setting like whoever's cho- choice it was, whoever was the di- design lead, and said, "Do you know what? It's not going to be, uh, you know, rebels or imperials. It's going to be a little trader family, and it's going to be like the ordinary family." against the backdrop of this civil war. That's how it's going to start. It's going to get you invested in these characters that you're then going to be with for the rest of the game. It was such a smart move. I was hooked from the first minute of the game. Absolutely hooked. Same. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm not very good in my lead-in. Let's do it again. I was absolutely hooked from the start of the game. Hooked. What do you guys think? 
I'm not sure I can say anything more than you just said. That was insanely passionate. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult to meet that, I understand. But yeah, it was... It was Sorry. No, it's I, fine. I just... It's fine. I mean, I was okay with it, yeah. <laughs> it was all right, yeah. yeah it was all right. Fine. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I was a bit bored of X-Wings by this point. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And getting letting you fly the uh, a sort of Millennium Falcon-esque... Uh, well, it was the Millennium Falcon yeah. in yeah. the final Death Star run in from Return of the Jedi was inspired. And it was fucking hard. So what I liked about all of the X-Wing series was that they genuinely seemed to be listening to the people that were playing them. So from X-Wing to TIE Fighter, where they said, well, we'd like a bit more story. And they went, yeah, all right. Okay. And then X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, we've got this great game. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, we'd like a bit more story. Okay, here's X-Wing Alliance. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I love developers that listen to the the fans and the people that are actually making the games prior to actually after they've been released and changing the ending, Mass Effect 3. Um, I agree, Dan. What an insightful comment. So we also have uh, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I bought this, played it, and feel quite ashamed <laughs> by that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, ha- I have to admit, having watched The Phantom Menace... Don't you say it. Having watched The Phantom Menace yeah. at Don't the time, I remember thinking, oh my God, I want to be a Jedi. And then I saw this game came out and that I could be a Jedi and play mm. and have a lightsaber again. And that was the only reason I bought that game. Yeah. It was total bobbins, though. Oh, yeah. The film was as well. So, you know. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Not, yeah. No, that's understandable. This, however, was from the film. And this was a great game because uh, I did play this one. Star Wars Episode 1, Podracer. Oh! I'm going to let someone else take this one. Because, I mean, come on. I'm assuming you had this as well then, Will. Yeah, uh, again, I think I had this on the N64. Yeah. Uh, It was one of the later releases, I believe. But the thing thing that was great about this game was the general feeling of speed. It really captured the the way that uh, you imagined racing a Podracer would be like. The fact that you were rushing through the thing at breakneck speed. The only real difference between the game and what it would have been like is in the game when you hit something, you're stopped and yeah. uh, you would have exploded into bits in a reality. They, they go out of their way to show that in the films as well, don't they? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, this, the speed and the, the, the way they controlled, as you say, it just felt like an actual pod race, like you'd imagine, like an actual pod racer. Fucking hell, Dan. Like, you know, <laughs> like real pod racers feel. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. The acceleration but, of the wind whipping through your hair. Exactly. <laughs> Being beaten by a six-year-old. Yeah. It's, yeah. The guts yeah. of the person in front exploding into your goggles. Yeah. 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 Uh, that Zabulba is my favourite pod racer. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a douche. Yeah. Oh, no. Doug. It's a Doug, isn't <laughs> he? He's a yeah. Doug. Zabulba the Doug, not yeah. a douche. Yeah. Zabulba oh, the douche. <laughs> And quad, Quadranero, <laughs> he, I mean, he's due, he's due, you know, due resurgence at some point. I, 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 I love this game. This is one of the ones that my mate had, and it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was just great. Like, what was your mate's name? It was John. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he, um, it, it was, it was a great multiplayer game. Or, or I think we just take it in turns actually to, to pass it around. But it was, you felt, <laughs> fuck off, Tom. You felt like. Um, 
it, the controls were. I, I've I've I'm I've been thrown off. Tom, what the fuck do you think of our pod race? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just um, I'm just putting Dan off. I'm, yeah. I'm waving something at him. You don't need to know what. Um, it was uh, yeah. I, I I absolutely echo Will's comments. It was the feeling of electrifying speed in this in this uh, game that really hooked me from from the start. I I also I quite like the fact that um, you could play as Anakin and they didn't make it like. Um, they didn't make it like some kind of thing that you had to unlock and stuff like that. You could be characters that you'd seen in the film and things like that. You didn't really have to work too hard. You just you just raced and it was awesome. And, and it, there was something actually quite cool. The only cool scene out of Phantom Menace, really, beyond the lightsaber battles, was the pod racing scene. Yeah. And being part of that and getting to race on the Tatooine Raceway was just great. Brilliant. Well done. Well executed idea. It was... Because um, they cool... could have fucked it up. Sorry, I'm just saying they yeah. really could have fucked it up. Because it was it was a cool scene that was really badly executed in the film. That's what it was. Yeah, like it, you didn't really get the sense of tension that you do in the game Pod Racer. I found so yeah. But but does this sound sound familiar to anyone from that film? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's bang on, mate. That's that's just like the. Um, to be fair, though, there were like some pod racers. All the pod racers, pod racers themselves had like I, like particular sounds, didn't they? Like some of them had like proper, like, yeah, like really sort of clunky mechanical draws, or you know, like um, Anakin's pod racer was a lot more <laughs> like whooshing through. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, um, so you also had Star Wars Episode One: The Gungan Frontier. <laughs> are you taking the piss <laughs> that was a game <laughs> alright okay. and Star Wars Yoda's Challenge Activity Centre <laughs> yeah. and then Star Wars Pit Droids was a game that came oh out there well. we go that's the one I was thinking about which was which was a little puzzle game wasn't it yeah yeah yes. there you go with Pit Droids so we're going to wrap up part one there um, and just as we get to the end of the 90s basically hope you've enjoyed it sorry about the rough and tumble beginnings and endings but this just made more sense basically um if you want to contact us hit us up on any of the social medias uh except for pinterest uh and it's just tmtoh on any of them uh don't forget to check out will uh the geeky dad on youtube i say it's a great channel uh, i thoroughly recommend it thanks for listening and we'll be back with part two in a couple of days goodbye goodbye